Traded football for some fight gear, then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby, puke all over the place. But I keep the ground with T5K, this is the best I've ever felt. Started doing stand up, there's a new hand I've been dealt. So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt, it's time to go below. Yes, here we are, Bubba Baby. What's up, Thickies? How's everybody doing? How was your weekend? How was everybody's weekend? Mine, thank you for asking. (laughs) It went well. It went really well. This is also, I'm excited, this is the last day in this studio. This is the last episode of Below the Belt from Santa Monica. We're taking the crew to Calabasas. It's getting done. The artist is in there now. The neon sign comes Thursday, so by next week, this weekend, we will be fully moved in. Finding the kids set is also getting done as we speak. So this is the last time I have to drive my ass an hour down to Santa Monica. Been doing it for over three and a half years now. Ya boy sick of it. Yeah, I'm sick of it. It is the walking dead around here on the west side. West side meaning over the hill. I live on the other side of the hill. This is the, the White Walker area. I like to live on the other side of the wall where the Targaryens and the, you know, the good people live. Uh, yeah. So here we are, man. Wow. What a weekend. What a freaking weekend. Nothing like Conor McGregor uh, fight weekend. We did our first Calabasas fight companion. Uh, I had so much anxiety going into that thing and uh, it went better than uh, I could have hoped for, man, because The thing that makes Fight Companion special, the original crew, Brian Callen, Eddie Bravo, Rogan, and myself, is we're all very, very close. We're all very close friends, and we all have the same sense of humor, and we can just go on these tangents, whether it's lions or freaking chimpanzees or fighting or cars, whatever we're into, we can all run with it uh, because we're all friends, you know, and that's why people tune in because we're all friends. That's over. That that chapter of my life and their life is over. So, you know, everybody's busy. We're at different points of our life. A lot of people have moved. Eddie needs to focus on his gyms. Brian's in Italy taking a vacation after he had a year off. Whatever. It makes sense. Um, so here we are. Here we are. And so I decided to assemble a group a little more fight heavy, you know, so not, not, not so much uh, fuckery. Uh, more more fight centric that's why i had my boy josh thompson on there he you know he's one of the best minds in the game absolutely love josh and he's fantastic on there because uh you know he know he knows more than i do uh about mixed martial arts so had him in there um and then cody garbrandt who's currently pursuing a world title um and on the show gets called out by sugar sean o'malley which was priceless you could not write that any better and we can't hear the audio we right we can't play the audio can't play the video because we get kicked off youtube for streaming illegally so we got that late that he got called out now it is interesting because um as theo calls christian i think calls him side nugget <clears throat> pork chop, meatball, meatball mm-hmm. <clears throat> titty cream, whatever he calls them, <laughs> uh, popsicle, whatever, uh, dick lips, uh, sticky nose, sticky fingers, uh, little dick. Uh, he, he makes no sense. Kid has a hog. Anyways, uh, he comes in and goes, oh my God, uh, sugar called him out specifically, just him. And we're like, what? So we all freak out. I'm sure they're going to do a cut down on it. You'll see it on the Thick Boy YouTube channel. So Cody's reacting to that, but he didn't just call out Cody. He called out uh uh, font he called out uh rob font uh which i don't think he's gonna get uh he called out who else uh he called freaking the champ out and oh, then peter he, also, he also called yeah peter yan and he also called out cody but cody's one of them so it was good to get his reaction in real time and uh, you saw the fighter and cody come out and it's interesting because before the fight we're talking to cody about fighting sugar sean he's like he, he hasn't done anything he doesn't have a win over top 15 guy he's been chasing me forever he just he needs to earn the right to fight me and then he gets called out and bradley martin and myself basically talked him into taking the fight basically it to, it, to me it makes sense because <clears throat> i know sugar's not ranked in the top 15 but let's be honest as far as fame wise he's Definitely top five most famous guys in that division. And I know that doesn't count in the rankings, or does it? Who knows what with the rankings? But also skill-wise, the kid, uh, he says he's on the feed. He lost Cheeto. You know, if it's 
that's just the way it goes. He lost Cheeto, but still, skill wise, that he's definitely a top fifteen guy. So uh, for Cody, he's always because of his legacy and what he's uh, done inside that octagon. He's always one win away from from a title shot. They were going to give him a title shot till he lost to Rob Font, um, and now he has to fight at one twenty five. He's planning to fight, I think, in September um, against somebody else. But now it looks like maybe Sugar. He's open for the Sugar fight. It just makes sense, all the sense in the world that you know you get the most eyeballs. It's a good matchup for Cody. Again, not an easy fight. I, I think you know on that companion, I was balls deep in some whiskey, but uh, Sugar Sean can fucking fight, dude. Sugar Sean has the skills to make that a very interesting fight. And he's also a lot bigger, a lot ranger, a lot more diverse than uh, a lot of people that Cody has fought. Besides probably TJ, you know he did fight Dominic, but still. Uh, Sugar Sean is a tough guy to to prepare for, so that'd be a fantastic fight. And the Bradley Martin I thought was fantastic on there. You know, he doesn't come from this MMA world, uh, but it's good. He you know he comes from that YouTube Twitch world. He's reading comments, which I never do, and he's giving us all this inside. And uh, he's also the only guy uh, who would willing to bet with me i i like to bet i think it makes the fights way more interesting i always try betting uh when we did the old fight campaigns but brian would take it rogan obviously can't bet because he's an employee of the ufc me and eddie would bet sometimes no one ever got paid but <laughs> brian owes me like fifty thousand dollars whatever um but uh bradley was 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 game for it but i made some bad bets just to get him to bet because it was entertaining i actually took greg hardy which is against everything in uh, every cell of my body because I'm a Tai Tuavasa fan. I absolutely love Tai Tuavasa. But when they're heavyweights and they're both throwing, I figured, ah, 50 50. This thing's not getting out of the first round. I'll take the dog here. Obviously, Greg Hardy got knocked out. That was a great fight. That's exactly what, why the UFC booked that fight uh, right before the two big boy fights there. Um, so I was down a grand on that. I mean, uh, trying to get my money back, I took Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Not only to win, but he had to win by knockout. And I figured if he was going to win, that was the only way he's going to win. Obviously, that's a terrible idea because he's probably a plus 600 to win by knockout. But I took that. So I lost that one because Gilbert Burns looked phenomenal and did the probably the best performance of his career in that fight. And his grappling looked phenomenal. And he took Wonderboy down easier than anybody's ever done inside that octagon. And he looked great. Um, so I was down two grand. And so I needed to get my money back. So I told him double or nothing. Uh, I'll take Dustin Poirier. And uh, he bit and he bit and he bit hard. So your boy didn't have to pay four grand to Bradley Martin because Dustin Poirier got it done. So, uh, you know, first one went great. I think we'll hit uh, a million downloads on that thing between audio and video, uh, which to me is a huge success because, again, it's not the old team. It's everybody hates change. I get it. Uh, listen, trust me. I wish Rogan could do it. There's nobody I like discussing fighting better than with Joe Rogan. He's one of my best friends. We have so much uh, in common, and uh, I love the guy. He's too busy, and he also doesn't live here anymore. So I'm sure he will eventually be on one, but I can't count him all the time. He's too busy. He's doing shows with Dave Chappelle and uh, doing the UFC and doing Spotify and doing that stuff. So uh, I have to figure it out, and this is me figuring it out. And I can't thank you guys enough for all the positive comments and tuning in and taking a chance. And I know it's different, but uh, we'll get there, man. As far as changes, I'll change the thumbnail. I hate the graphics, and that's not a knock on uh, my guys who made it. It's just, uh, you know. It is what it is. I'm a detailed dude, so I changed the thumbnail. The paint on the back, my artist couldn't get done in time. Those that if you saw like all the thick boy drawing and artwork on the side, that that takes her literally an entire day to do one wall. And when I say day, I'm talking 12, 14 hours. So she just couldn't get it done. She has like seven other jobs. Her name's Daniela. She comes. She drives up from San Diego to get it done. She's insanely talented, and I couldn't be more grateful for her. But she just couldn't get it done in time. <clears throat> so then I put the curtain up because it's a huge room. So I put the curtain up so it didn't look like we're in a giant museum. But I should have put it all the way around so it looks more like a set. Um, so I'll do that so you don't see Side Nugget in the back <laughs> eating <laughs> fucking pizza the entire time. Oh, my God. He, he was the star of the show that nobody wanted. <laughs> um, so he's eating pizza the entire time. Stevie and uh, Kat were back there as well. But I don't think people really saw them. Uh, so Side Nugget was the star of the show by mistake, and I apologize for that. Um, yeah, he got a little too comfortable back there, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, just a little. Yeah, little his bit. feet were up and shit, smoking his jewel, whatever the hell he was doing. He's 21 or 22, something like that. How about when we come in, he goes, he's, he's talking to uh, 
Cody, Josh Thompson, myself. He goes, guys, I, before we start, get, who, main event, how, how, break it down for me. I'm like, are you out of your mind? He's like, what? I'm like, dude, we're not going to break the fucking main event down off air for you, dude. We got to save it for the show. I don't want to know what they're going to say to her on the show. He's like, why? I'm like, dude, welcome to podcasting, sir. Welcome to fucking podcasting. Just hang out in the back and annoy people and eat. Just do that and put your feet up. How about that? He's a young kid. Young kid. Yeah. Love him. Young kid. Beast mm -hmm. on social media. That's what he's there for. Yep. Let's take a little break from the Conor McGregor drama because guess what, man? 2021 mental health is finally a thing. So many people are struggling right now and they're not feeling like their normal selves and they need help. You know what helps? Therapy. Real therapy. Don't just sit around with your friends, talk about your problems because they all got problems and they're not professionals. You need somebody who's a professional. What you need is stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve it, man. You deserve it. BetterHelp is here. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to or we have that. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast below the belt is brought to you by BetterHelp. And you guys get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash belt. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash belt, B-E-L-T. BetterHelp.com slash belt. This episode is also brought to you by Liquid Death. I'm sure you've seen it all over, man. It looks like a dope tall boy beer can. You're like, what is everybody drinking? It's water, baby. It's refreshing water. It's some of the best water your lips will ever taste, all right? It's just in a cool can. It's not in those loser bottles and lame bottles. Not anymore, man. It's water in a tall boy can, all right? It's just water. Don't be scared. It looks dope. It's called Liquid Death. All right, it's called Liquid Death because it will brutally murder your thirst and help you bring death to plastic bottles. Because guess what? Plastic isn't really recyclable. It ends up in landfills. Aluminum, which death is, all right, which this can is. It's a dope-looking can, but it's definitely recyclable, unlike all those plastic bottles. Go to liquiddeath.com slash BTB to get a free set of koozies with your first order of any case of water or just grab some at any Whole Foods or 7-Eleven, only available at Whole Foods and 7-Eleven or order online. Again, that's liquiddeath.com slash BTB to get a free set of koozies. All right, what's cooler than a koozie in the summer with your first order of any case of Liquid Death? Uh, it was good though. It was great, man. Uh, but yeah, a few changes, but we'll get there, man. Next one will be for UFC 265 because UFC 265 is before uh, Woodley versus uh, Jake Paul. Is that right? We'll I think it's right like now. early, mid-August. August 7th. So August 7th will be the next Calabasas Fight Companion. Mm -hmm. uh, now, for me, I'm trying to figure out, I love doing it with that crew. Do we do it with the same crew? I think, you know, I might, I might, rotate i might do it with josh and bradley every time and then rotate out the fighter so i might get sugar sean in there uh jelly roll asked me to come on hell yeah uh a, a ton of fighters hit me up oh we i'd love to do it. i'd love to do it so uh we might rotate them out might do that but cody was great cody was absolutely great yeah. shout out to cody garbrandt he's phenomenal but couldn't be happier man i mean i put every resource every financial resource everything i have into this new studio and for it to uh work out like this i, I couldn't be more grateful so th that's because you guys for tuning in and watching and only up from here and it'll get better every single time but man what a, what a special night so let's talk about the fights we'll just kick off with the main event right away uh with dustin Poirier, conor mcgregor it's it's well documented that i'm a conor mcgregor dick writer and i think because of that we we are blinded to the fact that you know he's not active and he's won one fight at 155 and he, you know he he doesn't stay active enough to compete with guys like Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje and Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler and uh, Darius you know so <clears throat> we're blinded because if you're just a new new to the UFC you're like oh he can do this but if you've been on this in Satiable ride that Conor McGregor's take us on. And I'm so grateful for, for Conor McGregor being in the UFC. And there's nobody ever like him. There's nobody going to be like him. 
and I'm again, I'm such a Conor McGregor fan, but I, I think because we're all such fans, we go into these fights very biased on what's really going on. So yes, you know, he has all the money in the world. What's the motivation? And we make all the excuses, you know, the, the, the fight in January, we go, well, he's getting ready for a boxing match. So, you know, he'll, he'll be better this one. Um, you know, we make all these excuses. So, you know, I, I think it's time we stop doing that. I think it's time we face the piper and let, let's talk about what's really going on with Conor McGregor and him breaking his leg literally in half tibia amphibia. And what, what, what was alarming. And to me, again, being such a big Conor McGregor fan, I go, well, it's just Conor being Conor. Cause when he was interviewing with Stephen uh, A. Smith, he goes, you know, unless I get knocked out, I don't count him as losses. Okay, and even even I was like, ah, oh, that's great, man. That's that's vintage Connor. Hell yeah, those don't count. But let, if anybody else said that, we'd be like, are you out of your fucking mind? No, it's mixed martial arts, dude. You can lose a million ways, and if you lose, a loss is a loss, Bubba. So we we got to stop doing this just because it's Conor McGregor. And I I to say that his his glory days are behind him is is kind of fair because he he's not in the same race as a Dustin Poirier. You know, if any other fighter said what he said after this fight when he was in that octagon when Joe Rogan was laying down in his suit next to him uh, with his leg broken and he's telling you know yelling oh this this should be a, a referee stoppage this isn't a TKO this is ridiculous and talking shit about his wife and then uh, signaling that he's gonna kill him and 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 saying you know I'm gonna get you in your sleep oh you are oh you're gonna kill Dustin Poirier for what 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 are we talking about here you're gonna kill him for what, dude? For beating you in a sanctioned fight? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. If this is any other athlete in any other sport, we are freaking out. The guy probably gets canceled, but we're cool with it because of Conor McGregor. And I, I think this is the first point where I went, oh, I'm not cool with this. I, I don't like this. And I think, uh, you know, the narrative is every show you're going to tune into, whoever you watch in this space, the, the story is all about Conor McGregor. And really, the, and rightfully so, right? He, he's the biggest star in the sport of all time. But the story really should be about Dustin Poirier and how this this trilogy is. It's over. It's it's over. D Dustin's two two and one. Um, you know, he's beat him as of late. He's a completely changed fighter. We can't say that about Conor McGregor. Can you tell me out of Conor's last five fights that he's gotten better? There's no way. Especially out of his last three, tell him he's gotten better. Better at what? You know, he, he, he's a great marketer, and we've all bought into it, but he hasn't gotten better. I think the game's evolved. Uh, I don't think he's doing the, the, the right things to, to keep up with the game. In the UFC, it's like he's taking all his time off, and he's fighting the best guy in the world. Dustin Poirier is the best lightweight in the world. I know Charles Oliveira has a belt. Let's be real. It, all, we all know from you look at his resume, what he's doing. Dustin Poirier could have fought Charles Oliveira, decided to take the smart fight, the money fight, and fight Conor McGregor again in the, re, in the trilogy fight. We know Dustin Poirier is the best 155 in the world. So for Conor, I think if, we, if they could go back in time and do it right, I know he's making more money than God fighting Dustin Poirier and doing this stuff and Khabib and these long layoffs. And again, even that, to go back to the excuses with the Khabib fight, and I've done this myself. I go, well, he didn't really train for that. He wasn't ready. Well, whose fault is this? Whose fault is it that he focused on boxing in the second fight for Dustin Poirier in January? That he uh, didn't train like he should have for the Khabib fight? This ain't a, this isn't my issue. This isn't the fans' issue. This is a Conor McGregor issue. But we keep overlooking it because what he's given us as being a Conor McGregor fan, that we overlook all of this and make all these excuses. And for the first time in my life and the first time on this podcast, we got to stop. We got to stop. And I love Conor McGregor, but we got to stop. We have got to stop making these excuses. Dustin Poirier is a better fighter, a more well-rounded fighter. And especially in this fight, one of the things that I think the, the Conor Dick writers, which I am, but I'm not the biggest Dick writer, is him breaking his leg now goes, well, he did, you know, he broke his leg, man. So who knows what was going to happen? No, we know what was going to happen. Connor, Connor was doing well for about 40 seconds in that fight, got taken down. And what's interesting is remember Connor engaged the takedown. Connor engaged the takedown. Connor got taken down and Connor was wobbled on his feet. And that's why he went to the clinch and they got taken down. So if you go back and watch that fight, Connor initiated the takedown. 
Connor initiated because he was rocked because Dustin Poirier rocked him on the feet. You know, the Conor McGregor fans go, well, we don't know what's going to happen. If he broke his leg, if it went in the second round, what would happen in the second round? I'd love to hear it. What would have happened? You think he would have done better? Because we know Conor, if, again, if you've been following Conor for his entire career, we know his first round's his best round. Well, he was getting beat up that round, dude, in every facet. The first 40 seconds were fun with those kicks and stuff like that. Other than that, though, there's Justin Poirier won that round. The first round, which if you're a Conor McGregor fan, you know that first round is when he's most dangerous. So if we know that Conor is the best in the first round, he lost that first round, your excuse is, man, if he would have went to the second, he would have done it. In what fucking world are you living in, dude? In what world? It would have got way worse. He would have got to finish. So to me, Conor breaking his leg was best case scenario for the Conor McGregor dick riders in Conor McGregor's camp and Conor McGregor. Because now we can go, all right, man, well, he didn't really beat him, but he did though. Because let's talk about it. Why did Conor break his leg? Was it because Conor just randomly fell back and broke his leg? Or was it because Conor threw a kick and according to Conor's camp, it landed on Dustin's elbow? Or was it because... Early on, Dustin checked the kick and then also pointed down went, I know that fucking hurt. Were those the things that added up that were part of the fight and that resulted in Conor breaking his leg, which would mean Dustin Poirier beat him fair and square because he broke his leg because they're doing fighting movements, which resulted in Conor breaking his leg. It wasn't some random fluke where he just stepped back against the cage and broke his fucking leg. No, what, are you, what are you talking about? You got to quit making excuses for Conor McGregor. The ride is over, kids. The ride is over. And if you think Conor, he's going to be out at least six months, at least six, broken fibia tibia, he's out at least six months. If you think Conor was inactive now, and if you think he was inactive before, him breaking his leg, rehabbing it, having fucking screws and all the work they're doing, and thank God the surgeon went good. If you think he's going to come back better after this, you're out of your mind. You're not living in reality. Do you think Dustin's going to get better? Now he's going to take time off, rest whatever injuries he has, and then get ready for a world title fight against Charles Oliveira being active. Do you think Dustin's going to get better in that time or Conor McGregor? Because Conor's not going to be able to do anything of normal functional movement in regards to mixed martial arts for quite some time. So do you think he's going to come back after that and be better to beat a better version of Dustin Poirier? Not a fucking chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. I don't know why Connor does it. You have all that money, Bubba. You have all that money. Now you got a broken leg. Why keep doing it, dude? And, and, and then when Dana, you know, obviously that's his cash cow. So Dana goes, ah, I, I think a fourth fight makes sense. Does it? But does it? In what fucking world does that make sense? In what world would you watch that first round and go, I think Connor can get him. I don't want to see a fourth fight. But also, by the time Connor is ready to go, let's say Dustin beats Charles Oliveira and he's the world champion. He's the best 155 in the world and he's active. You, so Connor just skips the queue and goes straight for a title shot? Now the UFC is probably going to do it. That's the world we live in. Probably going to do it. He's probably going to do it. So in a year, so we're not going to see Conor fight to 2022, early 2022, I bet. Probably February, March, we see him fight, maybe April, if we're lucky. Where is Dustin Poirier going to be in all this? Because he, he's, he's the guy. He's going to be the guy. Now, if Dustin Poirier loses Charles Oliveira, there you go. Now he can do it. That fight's never going anywhere. So Conor, realistically, depending on what happens to Dustin Poirier, and I think he's going to beat Charles Oliveira, I think he matches up well with him. So if he beats Charles Oliveira... Connor's not going to get that fight unless unless Poirier falls off, loses a few fights. Then we could do a fourth one, I guess. But for for Connor, if you're a Connor fan, which I am, we're going to get the Nate Diaz trilogy. That's never going anywhere. You're going to get that. You could do a Tony Ferguson. He's he's at a long layoff. He's he's falling some hard times. You could do that. That's a great fight. Um, but besides Nate Diaz and a, a Tony Ferguson. Uh, that 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 that's Poirier, you know, that's over, man. We 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 got to move on. We got to move on. The division has to move on. Because you look at the other guys, Justin Gaethje, Darius, Michael Chandler, and and Connor's five. He has one win at one fifty five. In what world do you have him ranked as number five? We got to quit living in this weird alternative reality where he's the fifth best one fifty five in the world. You're telling me he beats Tony Ferguson, 
Michael Chandler, Darius, Justin Gaethje, Dan Hooker, Dos Anjos, Makachev, Gregor Glitz would be a tough fight for him. Those, those, those are guys outside the top five. In what world does he beat those guys? So I, I, it's time we, get, we face the music. And it's, it's, it's tough for, for a person like me who is such a huge Conor fan. And listen, this isn't a sad story. This isn't a depressing story. Everybody goes on runs. Everybody has their run. Everybody has their run. Conor had his run, the greatest run of all time. At one point, his performance against Eddie Alvarez at 155 was the best 55 I've ever seen. And that's all good. His run at 45, fucking phenomenal, man. What he did to Jose Aldo, phenomenal. Are you kidding me? That was amazing. And that's fine. What he did against Dustin Poirier and what he did against Khabib and what he did against Con or what he did against Cowboy or Floyd Mayweather, that was all after the fact. And that that doesn't define Conor McGregor's career. It's not fair to place him in that box. Go, ah, he's a guy who got rich and happy and then kind of fell off. Not really. He, he, it's tough. There's, there's no other sport like mixed martial arts that you can take all the time off, get fat and happy, and come in and beat the number one guy. It's just not the way it works. It's not the way this game works. And now it's, you're getting longer layoffs out of Connor. And if you think he's going to come back after this fucking broken Fibian tibia and be better and be able to be better and improve whatever he needs to improve on, which is a whole nother conversation to beat a Dustin Poirier who's active and is fighting for a world title, you're out of your fucking mind. And that's okay. That's okay. You can still be a Conor McGregor fan and admit that, which I am. I'm fine with that. It's tough. It's a tough fucking Irish pill to swallow, but it is, it is what it is, man. And I'm still a huge Conor McGregor fan. Do I hold against him what he said in the cage about Dustin's wife and stuff like that? No, probably shouldn't be interviewing the guy when his fucking Tivian fibula broke so we've all agreed that we shouldn't interview guys when they get knocked out but we interview them when they break their fucking they snap the two bone major bones in their leg that's insane so i think that was he was emotional again this is me making excuse for Conor McGregor, but i do think he was emotional probably shouldn't have had a mic in his face that's not on rogan that's someone in his ear go oh make sure you get connor wish they didn't do that because that didn't win connor any fans i think it won dustin Poirier fans so um, I think Dustin Poirier needs to move on. Then that, that chapter's over, and which he is, and he'll move on. He'll get rest, and he'll go into camp for Charles Oliveira. He can forget about Conor McGregor. And it was the right choice. Hands down, it was the right choice. He got paid. It's a huge pay-per-view, trending 1.8, 2 million pay-per-views. That's insane. So Dustin finally got a piece of the pie. We should all be grateful for Conor McGregor because if, he, if, Charles, if there was no Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier's not riding off into the sunset. He's fighting Charles Oliveira, making four hundred grand. He, you know, it, it, that is what it is. When you look about all the guys that Conor McGregor's changed their life, think about. It. No one gave a fuck about Jose Aldo to Conor fought him. No one gave a flying fuck about the one of the best one forty fivers of all time till he had an adversary, till he had a guy that could bring emotion out of him, and we all tuned in and watched one of the biggest fights of all time against Jose Aldo. So Jose Aldo should be thankful. Uh, Eddie Alvarez, Chad Mendez, all these guys should be grateful that Conor McGregor is Conor McGregor because everybody got paid in this process. He raised the bar for everybody. Everybody. Everybody's, everybody's pay went up when Conor McGregor came to the table. Everybody. Should, we should all be grateful. This is not a sad story. Sucks he broke his leg. Shit happens. Best case scenario for Conor. Because that goes in that second, third round. He, we, we, we watch him get knocked out again or submitted. That's what was going to happen. So, moving on, uh, the co-main event, you had Gilbert Burns, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I was way off on this one. I thought uh, it was an awful match for Gilbert Burns, coming off a knockout loss to Kamara Usman. Um, I thought Wonderboy was going to win this, jump the queue, get the title shot um, against Kamara, and it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Stephen Wonderboy looked a little trigger shy. Maybe it was the takedowns. Um, there was, there was, he was just headhunting most of the time. Um, if he wasn't headhunting, he was defending a takedown and getting taken down, which I get. But usually his jab's on point. There, there's really no use of the jab at all, it, whether from, you know, sometimes he use his front leg as a jab. Um, it just wasn't there. Stephen Wonderboy had an off night, and at his age, it's, it's going to be tough. And, the, and it's, it's pretty congested at the top of welterweight. There's a lot of guys that deserve a title shot. Um, so 
With Wonderboy, I, I don't know what you do. You know, you don't give him Leon Edwards. That's unfair. Leon, Leon Edwards deserves the title shot. Uh, so you'll probably do Kamaro, Kobe Covington, and uh, Gilbert Burns, Leon Edwards makes the most sense. And the winner of that fights for a title. That's what I would do. That's exactly what I'd do. Another fight you could do with Connor, just thought of it. Another fight you could do with Connor is Jorge Masvidal. You could also do Leon Edwards, Jorge Masvidal. So for Jorge, it's only super fights now, right? So. Uh, you could do something like that. I don't know if I'll fight Leon Edwards, but that'd be great for Leon because he wins that one. He would definitely get a title shot. But you're in Kobe versus Kamaro and uh, Gilbert versus Leon, I would assume. But the kind of dark horse in the race would be Masvidal against Connor. That'd be a huge fight. But again, Connor's going up to 70. Yeah, he struggles with at 55. He's not the bigger guy. He's not the bully anymore. These guys uh, can kind of eat his shots at 55. At 70, they're definitely in his shots. Masvidal's a big fucking dude. So. Uh, Connor's heyday was at 45. His one win at 55. One win. Those are facts. Uh, Michael Chess is right there as well. Uh, Vicente Luque. So 70 is pretty packed. Um, so it, it just wouldn't make sense for uh, a lot of those matchups because it's pretty jam-packed up there. So we'll see what they do there. But uh, definitely call that one right. And then tied to Avasa got a done against greg hardy for greg hardy i just think it's an inexperienced thing uh i've been there you rock the guy you rush in they're heavyweights you get clipped it's game over that's heavyweight greg hardy you and you can only learn from experience and he's learning unfortunately he's learning at the highest level and you don't get a lot of opportunity when you keep losing like that so we'll see what they do with him i don't think they're gonna cut him um but he's just not at that he's not at the level He's just, it's going to be tough. He's always been a guy that we tune in for. And I do, when he fights, I, I tune in. I, I like to watch the evolution of Greg Hardy. But he just doesn't, there's not enough hours in the day to compete with those top 15 guys. There's just not. He can do all the training he wants, but he's just not. I, tied to Avas is not even top 15. So he falls down the queue. Irene looked phenomenal. She got the uh, TKO. She looked really, really good. And then, uh, you know, the MVP of the card probably would be a guy who lost, and they definitely should have stopped the fight. The Sean O'Malley fight versus Chris Montino. Motino. Motino. Uh, Motino belongs in the UFC. That's a fact. Uh, he did get lit up like a lime green Christmas tree. Shout out to Billy Eilish, who clearly inspired his haircut. <laughs> But uh, he belongs in the UFC, man. He looked damn good doing it. Talked shit the whole time. It's such a shame Herb Dean went. There's 30 seconds left. It's his first UFC fight. Let me stop this early. Thanks, Herb. You don't think he earned the right to go out on his shield? Come on, dude. And for Sean O'Malley, I know that you know he was whatever, a, a minus 1,000, and he should have knocked the guy out. Sometimes these guys are tough as fuck, and that's that kid's, you know, his life is on the line. You know, his, his entire career is on the line, and he had a hell of a chin. I think it's good for Sean O'Malley he didn't starch that guy. I know the hype on Sean would have been bigger if he starched him, but I like that Sean had to work and, and had to uh, light this kid up, and he hurt his hand, punched him so many times, and we got to see the whole Rolodex of Sugar Sean O'Malley. I thought, I thought Sugar Sean looked fantastic. But that Chris kid definitely belongs in the UFC. Shout out to him. Definitely the MVP of the night. Best fight on the card for sure. Max Griffin looked phenomenal. Him and Carlos Condit. Uh, Michael Piera versus Nico Price. That was a fun fight. Uh, Ryan Hall. Yeesh. The guy said, oh, you like to go for half guard? Very cool. I don't think so. Let's not do that. I'm going to punch you in the face. And that's what happens. Uh, they gave him a tough fucking matchup. He's an underdog for a reason. Uh, told you guys about uh, Duplices. He's an absolute fucking monster at middleweight. Make sure you pay attention to that kid, former uh, champion from other organizations. He is a fucking tear. Make sure you pay attention to him. Fun card. Overall, great main card. Great main card. You had uh, fucking what? Besides, you know, that, that main event sucks when the guy breaks his leg. There's no clear-cut winner, although Dustin Poirier definitely won that fight. But you know what I'm saying. When he doesn't get a choke out or knockout or at least a clear-cut decision, it, it kind of leaves you wanting more. I know Dustin Poirier uh, felt weird about it, felt a certain type of way about it. But you're talking about fucking all finishes besides that co-main event. It's a great card, man. It's a great card. Great card to do for a fight campaign because there's so much fucking entertainment. It was a great card, man phenomenal card couldn't ask for anything better man but uh to wrap this whole ufc 264 up the the connor the connor ride you know he'll, he'll still come back and 
crush the pay-per-view stuff like that. But as far as him being a, a top five lightweight, it's over, kids. And that's okay because he's one of the greatest to ever do it. Two-division uh, world champion, one of the best to ever fucking do it. This is not a sad story. He has $400 million in the bank. Don't feel bad for him. He'll be okay. He'll get his leg back. He'll fight Nate Diaz, a Tony Ferguson, or Jorge Masvidal. There's still some super fights for him. But as far as him being active and in the hunt for the world title, that story's over. That story's over. And that's okay. That's the point of this podcast. That's okay. What else you got, Jen? All right. I guess a little bit of breaking news. The Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley fight has an actual date and location now. August 29th in Cleveland at the... So we knew it was August 29th, but we thought it was going to be in Vegas. Mm. Most of the Showtime team did. Cleveland, huh? That'd be yeah. fun. Rocket Mortgage Mortgage. Oh, that's, that's right. That's where the, the Paul bros are from is Cleveland. Dude, did you see freaking Jake Paul trolling Connor oh, yeah. with his uh, $100,000 pendant of Connor <laughs> like laying on the mat knocked out? And then told uh, Dustin Poirier, he goes, hey, man, I feel like you deserve it. Do you want me to snap off the ankle or do you want to do it? <sighs> That's the other thing nobody's talking about. Uh, Logan Paul and uh, if if Connor just wants these super fight pay per views and make I and mean, wants the most money, Jake Paul would be that. He'll be your Huckleberry. He's a guy where if you want the most money possible, the biggest name to fight in the game as far as those weird super fights would be Jake Paul. He's been calling him out forever. Yep, and predicting it. Well, this is that thing you're talking about. Hey, Dustin, you want want me to ship this to you? Hundred K gift from me. I think you deserve it. Let me know. <laughs> What Poirier say? Scroll down. Send it Send over. Send it over. That's and hilarious. then he goes, who would wear that? Got you. You want the angle snapped off or do you want to do it? <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you're Connor, you talk all that shit, man. This is what happens. I'll tell you the other thing, too, on, on the broadcast of UFC 264. I love that they finally used uh, Laura Sanko. She, you know, she's featured finally on a major pay-per-view. I think she's the best they have. She's just great. She's really, really good at her job and deserves all the credit in the world, so I hope they, they use her more. And I know it's an unpopular opinion, and you know the MMA world hates when newcomers come into the game and don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And when we saw Stephen A. Smith and uh, Molly Kiram and Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman were on the panel, everyone went, ah, shit. But I got to be honest, you know, I didn't see too much Max, or Max did have the sunglasses on, which was a weird look. Whatever, he was outside. Uh, but I, I did think Stephen A. Smith did his homework this time, learned that you can't come into these things and, and make these weird assumptions and opinions when you're not from this world. You know, that's like putting Bisbing in the NBA and then him being like, you know, talking shit about LeBron and his toughness. You know, we're, the NBA fans are like, dude, who the fuck is this guy? So with Stephen A. Smith, I thought he did his homework. I thought he added some good insight. I, th I thought he learned and from getting absolutely annihilated by Joe Rogan when he talked shit about Donald Cerrone. He learned from that and actually did pretty good this time. I was a fan of it. And I think it, for the sport to grow, you need guys like Stephen A. Smith to bring it to that next level and get those casuals that are clearly familiar with Stephen A. Smith because he's the biggest analyst in the game. For him to come over to the UFC, I, I think it's, it's a good thing. I really do. I know that's a, not a popular opinion amongst the MMA community, but I don't give a fuck. BT Sport did a great job breaking this down. They had freaking uh, Hardy on there. They had Till on there. And they had uh, my boy Gordy on there, who I thought brought great analysts to it. He's actually, out of all the experts, you had Bisping, you had Till, you had all the boys from BT Sport, you had Iro Hawani, you had the whole crew. Out of anyone, Gordy called it right. He predicted the fight fucking spot on. I thought his insight was great, man. I Hopefully they use him more. He did a great job. What else you got, Jen? Uh, more stuff on Jake Paul. So Dana was on CNBC, and they're talking about um, you know fighter pay and stuff like that. One of the anchors brought it up, and I'll pay. I'll play a little bit for you. I can see it didn't go well because Dana's red as the lobster. <laughs> it didn't go well for many reasons. The anchor what didn't get stuff right, and also Ari Emanuel was on it, and he didn't get stuff right. So I'll play it real quick. You know, Dana, uh, since I want to, uh, let's talk UFC here, and then I'm going to talk to Ari about a lot of other things. But, you know, in reading a bit, you, you, there seems to be, at least among some of the fighters, um, a desire to get paid more. We can all imagine yeah. that would be the case, of course. But, you know, speak to me about this idea that basically you lock in fighter income at around 18% of gross profit and a lot of other sports. That's right. Closer to 50%. And a lot of your fighters say, hey, we'd be happy for something more than 18%. Why can't we get it? 
Yeah, that's been going on for 20 years, too, and it'll be going on for the next 20 years. Uh, you know, I, I don't think you're ever going to see a scenario where you see a fighter or anybody, for that matter, saying they're overpaid. Um, and you're, you're always going to have a certain level of guys that, that feel like they're being paid enough. You don't hear the guys uh, that, that actually bring in the revenue complaining about pay. Like I a can't say one right? thing about that. No, I know, but hold, hold on. All right, you know, but what, Jake Paul, even who you did pay really well. I mean, even he's on you. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Yeah. You know, he's he saying, "Come on, he you didn't know, fight for maybe me. it's time to pay your fighters their fair share." No wonder they all want to get into boxing. Hey, that bum didn't fight for me. You, you, you got to get your story straight. He didn't fight for me. He's out there complaining <laughs> the, about fighter pay. Oh, that's right. He, uh, yeah. Here's what he I would wanted, say about this, he wanted to sign with us. I wouldn't sign. I'd him. say the, I'd say the following: since 2005. Our, our fighter pay is up 600%. This doesn't matter. For a sport that he it's created still 18%. 30 years ago. He even says uh, the sport that Dana White created. That's, that's, uh, he definitely didn't create it. I know, yeah. He, and he was very lucky and fortunate that Fertitta's backed everything he just wanted to do. Mm -hmm. It's tough. That's like Apple being like, you know, if someone's like, hey, dude, you pay the Apple workers in China a dollar. And then you pay them $2. Like, it's up 100%. <laughs> it's a, what are you talking about? We pay them 100% profit. We, we gave them another $100. It's like, okay. Yeah. And then Paul responded to Dana. Dana White, you may have bullied your way to control a thousand of fire careers, but I have never said I want to sign with the UFC, nor will I ever. Maybe I would consider letting you co-promote one of my events against the UFC champion like you did for Connor when he fought Floyd, because you wouldn't let Connor actually do it himself without you taking your cut. You live in lies, and every major fighter on your roster has complained about pay. Connor, Jones, Masvidal, Diaz, Ngannou. You even make up fake belts to sell tickets instead of giving a man a new opportunity to headline. Wow. Remember, Dana, you were a cardio kickbox instructor. Ooh, took a mm -hmm. page out of my book. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, remember, Dana, you were a cardio kickbox instructor and didn't even create the UFC. Gracie and Davey created it. The Fertitta saved it, and the fighters made it popular. You're a bald bum who can't do an interview now without being asked about me. Pay your fighters more. Wow. Facts, facts, facts. My boy David Lucas says, two guns. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him indeed. And he's winning over UFC fans doing this too. He, it's pretty crazy how he gets so flustered when we bring up pay. He's like, he never answers it for one. No, yeah, never. They never answer it for one. Everybody wants more pay. No, I, 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 no, you're right. Everybody wishes they had more money. We're just saying, just pay them a little more so it's fair. Mm -hmm. All right, let me try to find this other one. Oh, this is breaking news as well. You remember Travis Fulton, the guy that has the most fights ever in the world? Yeah, he's a journeyman. Remember, he had some uh, stuff about him and child porn, possession of child porn, and he, he got arrested. He apparently committed suicide just on Saturday, I believe. Wish I could say I feel bad for him, but I got kids, man. He touched my fucking kid. I hope he died. Yeah, I think he had like uh, stuff, not actually touched kids, but arrested last Friday on felony sexual exploitation charges involving two victims under the age 18. Never mind. Yep. There you there go. You go. <laughs> so get the fuck out of my face. Enjoy hell, my man. And just a little reminder that's how many fights he's had. Don't give record. a fuck. <laughs> so anyways he had 320 fights which is insane well but he's no longer here the world doesn't need more pedophiles exactly that's where i stand on that uh this is connor's message to dustin poirier and also there's another thing where ronda rousey even tweeted something like connor was promoting a fight even even when he was on the ground with a broken leg which is amazing um so this is, this look, is connor? let me see the quote but dustin can't celebrate that illegitimate win all you want but you've done nothing in there. That second round would have shown it all. Eesh. And, but this is, that's what I'm saying. This is the best case scenario for Connor. Yeah. So now you can be like, man, if I could get to the second round and all his fans are like, yeah, too bad I didn't get to the second. If your leg didn't fall off, man, you would have had this. Well, he lost the first round. So mm -hmm. why would he have won a second? Where if you, if you're, again, if you're a diehard Connor fan, we know his best chance to win that fight was in the first round and he lost the round. In what world, in what history of fighting of Conor McGregor's career would you say he gets better over time? Never. But here we are. Here we are indeed. The only one was Chad Mendes, but Chad Mendes didn't have a full Chad camp. Mendes took that fight on yeah. a four-day notice. Mm -hmm. This was actually cool for the UFC to do. They went back to the $75,000 bonus payment this is for funny. this fight. Again, this is like Apple giving the employees that they pay a dollar to make your iPhone another 30 minute break and us being like damn 30 more minutes for a coffee break that's so cool dude 75k bonus everybody everyone's like yeah you know how much those fucking guys deserve 100k sounds good for a bonus yeah uh, 500k would be nice you can't have be better but 
they could afford happen. it. That's my problem. They could afford it. But yeah. then 75, everyone was like, see, they paid the guys. All right, this is Donald Trump enter- entering the building. More cheers than booze. Yeah. This is what we're trying to figure out in fight campaign. Was he getting booed or cheered? Sounds like he's getting cheered. Way more cheers I told than Theo booze. to get a uh, picture with him and put uh, Von Trump 2024. <laughs> I remember Theo was sitting pretty far. Yeah, Theo was not cage side. Kind of a bummer, yeah. I mean... I think tickets with Dave Chappelle and Tom, Tom Segura. Okay, back to this real quick. So Connor saying really messed up things to Dustin Poirier about his wife, right? Wow. So, oh my God. So Dustin, but is when did Dustin tweet this out? This is early before the fight. Okay. Your trash talk is as thin as your hair these days. See you soon, champ, champ. And then <laughs> Connor put, your wife wants to see the hair on my dick and balls, bro. See what that's like? It's... It's real, the message, message request, request, mate. No trash talk, man to man. It's fucked up. I seen your interview with Mike. You think it was fake? It's not. Have a think on it in the sauna anyway. So this is the thing he put out, but I don't get this because there's no message. It's just, it says a message request, but it doesn't show an actual message. Yeah, that's what's weird. It's, it seems like maybe she's messaging, because you know she runs Dustin's mm-hmm. charity, and he didn't pay the money, so I I would imagine it's a message about the charity. Yeah, something like that. You think Desperate's wife is DMing trying to suck Connor off or something? Come on. But you would see some message, wouldn't you? Uh I don't I don't know how it works. That yeah, every message I check is you could see the message or a part of the message. So this one just looks weird. Yeah, it's strange. So if anyone knows, I'd love to know. She could have unsent it. Ooh. That's true. That is true. So she maybe sent him something about the charity. Then unsent it. Yep. Yep. So it'll still show the request, but they'll no, show no message. And Dustin was saying okay. that's what's hardest for him because obviously, you know, if you're a person with opinion, especially if you're a fighter or what I do or comedian, whatever it is, if you have an opinion, you're going to piss a few people off, man. But if we, if you come up in the game like I did, you have thick skin. That stuff does not get to you because you get used to it. It's like anything. But his wife is not used to it. So when the Connor Dustin stuff happened, and then she sticks her foot in the game and decides to test the waters. And the hate she's getting, Dustin was like, I, he's like, I'm used to it. I, you know, I grew up in the sport, and I know social media is not real, and those opinions don't sway my life in any facet. It's not real. I don't give a fuck. But my wife didn't, so it affects her more than it does me, and that's what's concerning. Yeah, and then, of course, if it affects her, then that'll probably affect Correct. him. Correct. Terrible. So Max Griffin at the uh, post-fight press conference, he was he was constantly saying like, you know, where's I think Carlos almost left. I want to take a picture with him because he's a big fan of his. So they ended up taking a picture That's and signing so cool, jerseys. Man. Yeah, that was a good fight. Definitely a great fight. And then Floyd apparently won fifty thousand dollars betting uh, betting on Dustin. That's like There's Floyd a betting a Snickers. How much money I know that has. Connor tweeted thirty five grand. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah, I mean. 50k so he wasn't too confident in it no and there here's some pictures that dustin poirier retweeted it's connor grabbing dustin's glove as you can see there yeah 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 connor was in panic mode when when he went for a guillotine that's when oh this isn't good because you know even connor in in that pre-fight interview Stephen a smith he goes you know submissions and uh decisions don't count if you don't knock me out it doesn't count and then he jumps for a guillotine everything against against a black belt Everything Connor said, right? So who's who's gonna be the first one to shoot Dusty as a Dusty bitch, or whatever? And then he's like, "You're gonna be on a stretcher." All that stuff turned around on him. It literally backfired yeah, because everything. he was the first one to engage in the grappling, first one to shoot, went for a guillotine, which he apparently doesn't say that submissions count. And then he went out on a stretcher. Yeah, it's insane. It that, but uh, I think what else as a Conor McGregor fan, what we got to figure out is. I think the bit of the most alarming thing is Connor's trying to figure out who he is because he's this massive star and he has all this money and he came up with all this animosity and this chip on his shoulder and talked all that shit and try to get guys to react to it. And that's how he would knock a lot of guys out, smaller guys. And then in January, he was the nice guy and then that didn't work out. And so then now he's the mean guy again, but that didn't work nope. out. So to me, it's Connor's he's, he's lost. He's yeah. in this like weird, you know, freaking no man's land. He, he's just, he's like floating. He's trying to figure out like what's the best 
course to take because talking all the shit didn't really work out, man, at all mm-hmm. in any facet. You shot first. You went for a guillotine against a black belt that had you no chance of getting. You got outstruck. Then you talk all the shit about his wife after the fight. So it's just, it's he's in this weird kind of confused state of mind. I think it's it's tough to see. And it's pretty crazy. You and and uh, what you call it, Josh Thompson. You guys are totally right. Like, why is he even still doing this? I have no clue. It's so crazy. And now you break your leg, and it's like you gotta come back from that. Yeah, I get why fucking Weidman's doing it or why Anderson did it, but for Connor, it's like why go through all yeah. this, dude? Why are you doing this? Uh, and also, Connor's coach later said that Connor had like a pre-existing injury to that leg. You know that part that broke. Yeah, I'm not buying that. I don't know. Okay, so this is a. A crypto company that is sponsoring the UFC fight kits and their deals for 10 years and 175 million bucks. Fighters see none of that. <laughs> so I was going to go right to that. So this is what I read. Fighters will not get a direct cut of the UFC's deal with crypto.com, a source said. However, they will be able to broker individual deals with the cryptocurrency company and be used as paid brand ambassadors. That means they might get 15 to 20K a fight. UFC fighters not unionized and have no collective bargaining agreement, so they are not entitled to a share of the revenue of these type of deals. Yeah. So uh, we love Stylebender, but I guess he's one of those brand ambassadors. So he posted this. Yep. And he took he, the comments off because it is kind of embarrassing. Yeah, I, bet he, I bet he got lit up. No, he can't because uh, you can't comment. He actually turned it That's off. That's what I'm saying. He turned it off because he knows. Oh, okay. But I'll play this for you. It's, so, it's pretty cheesy. Yo, yo, Israel, I did sign a UFC middleweight champion. And I'm rocking right now the new UFC fight kit. Oh, wow. Team at Crypto.com. Oh, no. They, they didn't have them in time. Well, they couldn't get it to him. Instagram page, and you can check it out for yourself. Go on, put it on. It's a filter that you can oh, wear the, no. <laughs> the shirts. That was awkward. I know. Get your money, though, yep, my man. Exactly. Get paid. Exactly. I'm not mad at it. Get paid. But this is what guys have to do. I mean, if you get that money, then go for yeah, it. That's what it's it's kind of like Monster. Monster has this huge deal with the UFC, and they only work with like the champs and like fucking donald cerrone you know and they still don't pay him that great yeah all right the ufc makes all the lion's share of the money you heard about this right that the fury wilder fight is is actually it's postponed now yeah it's officially postponed because right? of covid fury's camp had a bunch of people test positive for covid including him mm-hmm. so it says postponed expected to be postponed until october 9th oh wow yeah all right uh, this is just a quick one. Tyson Fury said after Joshua and Wilder, he will fight Francis Ngannou in the octagon with MMA gloves, but no takedowns. Jesus no Christ. Kicks. That'd be sick. <laughs> God, take all my money. That'd be amazing if that does happen. And I, I feel like that could potentially happen with Dana White too. It could definitely happen with France. That, that's why he's negotiating, right? Mm-hmm. Because he wants more money and he also wants to be able to do stuff like this. Yeah, that'd be sick though. Uh, this looks interesting. Makikawa. Saying Anderson Silva could fight Roy, Roy Jones Jr. on the Jake Paul versus Tyrell Woodley undercard. Dude, Anderson Silva would beat the shit out of Roy Jones right now. Do you see Anderson Silva against amazing, fucking yeah. Julio Chavez Jr.? Mm-hmm. And if it's and if it's not like that weird Tyson thing where they have the gentleman's agreement not to touch each other, in that the would face, be lame. That would be lame. Which Anderson's probably not going to do that. But also, Fight World, thanks for giving this fight twenty years later than what we wanted. I know they're both old as fuck. Anderson would mop the floor with them right now. That'd be cool to add on to the card, though. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Abraham Cowell, who is Malky's brother, uh, he's also Masvidal's manager, and he's saying that Masvidal is targeting a return in October or November against either Nick, which is not going to happen now, or Nick Diaz or Colby Covington. None of those are happening. Yeah. And then Dana White announced this. That's a great fight. Yep, Dana White targets I Nick love, Diaz. When I, I heard Lawler this too. announcement last week. I love this fight. Their first fight was sick. Yes, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick Diaz versus fucking Robbie is fantastic. September twenty five, yeah, September twenty fifth, UFC two sixty six is what they're looking for. God, Nick's seven and six. Yeah. So right now, opening odds are Robbie Lawler's the favorite. Makes sense. He lost the first He's one. Been more active. Yeah. And it's a fun fight to bet on Nick because you, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, it'll be, it's going to be super fun to watch it again. Yeah, it's a great fight. I'm a fan. So this is good news. Nevada State Athletic Commission approves new rules that will no longer punish fighters for marijuana. And that's worldwide? No. Just nor- nor- Nevada. Uh, yeah. North NS- America and Nevada? That's the thing with that, that uh, Olympic uh, track runner getting busted for weed? Yeah. 
So you realize that like it sucks. It sucks. It sucks that she's banned and can't compete in the biggest uh, event of her life, and that's what she's been pre- preparing for. And might have won gold. You know, there's a girl from Jamaica who's probably gonna win gold no matter what. But either way, she, she definitely help help out the relay team. Where where this gets kind of complicated is you know when they have these these rules. The Olympics is worldwide, so in North America, although we're pretty loosey goosey on marijuana stuff like that. Try explaining that to China and North Korea and Russia and these other giant countries that don't fuck around with that stuff. So in America, we're all up at arms about it, but they can't go, okay, in America, you can smoke weed and do this other stuff, but the rest of the world can't. Can't. They ha- it has to be an overall deal that they can smoke weed and get away with it. So my take on that it has nothing to do with fighting. My take on that is she broke the rule. She knew the rule. Mm. Stupid rule. I agree. Stupid rule. But remember, it's worldwide. Go try getting those rules changed over in fucking North Korea and Tokyo and China and parts of Russia and stuff like that and Africa. Remember, it's the Olympics is worldwide. It's just we're so in our world here in North America. We're like, what? I can go in a store and buy weed, but she can't smoke it and run. No, no, dumbass. I get that. Try doing that in North Korea. Try doing that in fucking Turkey. We're going to chop your fucking arm off if you smoke marijuana. It, 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 she knew by smoking weed, it risked her chances of being in the Olympics. I agree. Stupid rule. Those are the rules. None of other competitors did it. She did it, broke the rules, can't compete. You got to take some responsibility. And now America's rallying behind her and they're saying, oh, maybe it'd be better for sponsorship. She broke the rules, man. Those are the fucking rules. If I'm an Olympic track runner, if I'm in the Olympics, I know I can't smoke weed. Do I agree with it? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Yeah. Rules are rules. And in her statement, she did apologize saying she did know what she was getting into. She risked it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Take some responsibility. Everyone's rallying around. This is ridiculous. I can't believe they're not going to let her run. If, if this was any other, if, uh, you know, Trump would have stuck up for it. No, it doesn't matter if Trump, Biden, it doesn't matter. Those are the rules for fuck's sakes. You got to take some responsibility. You decide to smoke. You tested positive. You can't run. End of story. Sucks, but yeah, it is a responsibility. So this is Jeff Nowitzki's statement on this new information. Uh, The Golden Stitch, Jeff said, (laughs) how about, gave him that name, by the way. How about that? Uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission no longer sanctioned for marijuana. Crazy that in my tenure with the UFC, I've seen uh, Nevada Athletic Commission try to spend Nick Diaz for life from marijuana to this. Big credit to Executive Director Bob Bennett for spearheading this change. Just don't show up to fight impaired. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> and this, so since this news broke, uh, we learned that CM Punk's UFC 225 loss to Mike Jackson is now a no contest. Wow. Because Mike Jackson had marijuana in his system. Wow. And now CM Punk is 0-1 and one instead of 0-2. and two. Hell yeah. <laughs> Tight move, Punk. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this off air, but Hamzat... Shemaev and Li Jinglang. Li Jinglang. Yeah, that's targeting. a fucking fight, man. Oh, yeah. That's a great fight. 267. Is that headlining that 267? Oh, no, it's not no, no, no. That's a That's a pay-per-view. That's uh, Jan Blakovich versus Glover Teixeira. Ooh. All right. Oh, and this, this one I was about to show you, too. Uh, Edson Barbosa and Giga Jikadze, which is pretty badass. Great fight. Mm-hmm. August 28th. Five rounds, too. Hell, yeah. There we go. So somewhere in Las Vegas. And then this one, Amanda Rebus and Verna Janderoba, who I actually feel bad for because a lot of people do memes and stuff about her. Really? Why? Her eyes. Her, she has uh, chameleon eyes. So yeah, some, and then the person that they always compare her to is Rob Schneider. Interesting. Yeah. So you'll see this floating around everywhere. It's pretty messed up. They look a little similar. I get it. Yeah, there's some things. There's eyes, there's nothing she can do, man. I know. Don't be mean to her. I mean, there's like surgical procedures you can do, but either yeah, way, but still, there's if you're born that way, you're born do. that way. Who yeah. cares? Exactly. And another female fight, Marina Rodriguez versus Ooh, Mackenzie that's Dern. that's a good fight. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie Dern coming up. Indeed. They're giving her some good, tough fights, man. And this one's crazy. So Jimmy Crute and Jamal Hill, book for UFC Fight Night on October 2nd. Great Jimmy Crute had that leg, crazy leg injury. Yep. And Jamal Hill had his arm pop, remember? Yeah. Against Paul Craig. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're both coming back from those injuries and fighting each other. That's a fun fight. Yeah. Those are all great fighting announcements. Exactly. And I'm sure you saw this already. 
over the weekend. No, I didn't. What is it? <laughs> Derek Lewis throwing the first pitch. I didn't. I just heard about it. Okay, this is it. Is it really bad? Is it's, it worse than 50 Cent? It's worse than 50 Cent. Let me see. I'll be the judge of this. Houston Astros, like... Let's go, D! Not a huge response. It's also not full in there. Did they give him any warm-up or anything? Let's do it, man. Go. Where'd the ball go? It bounced and then went to the left. You tried throwing it too hard? <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. At least he has some, or those, the, what was he, have off-white dunks on there? You know. Electric green. Yep, I got those. Mm -hmm. But you know, he's just the Kobe's. Can't tell. They, they blends know. in with the fucking turf. Yeah, they look like the Kobe's. Okay. Never mind. I take back my comments. But those you know, he's a, a viral guy, so I wonder if he potent like he did no. it on purpose. Uh -uh. No? Uh uh. Okay. Uh -uh. And so remember, Ariel Hawani left the DC and Ariel Hawani show, whatever that was? Yep. Uh, and now DC has a new partner. Ryan Clark, who I've never really heard of, but I guess he was an ex-NFL player. He was a Pittsburgh Steeler, great safety. He's a monster. Okay. Great, great football uh, analyst. You know, I think they're just like shuffling, trying to, you know, uh, now that Ariel left, you know, and Chael's doing it with some new person too now. Mm. I've never heard of him either. Who, who's Chael doing it with? I'll look at it. Why wouldn't they just put Chael and DC together? They went, nah, let's bring in the football guy who's just a, casual fan with it, this expert and then chael um type in chael no not it's not a podcast not a podcast oh it's not a podcast no, it's not a podcast it's espn dog new show yes five days ago george sedano damn he can't even get on the fucking graphic i know what george sedano dc and rc where Let's rc see. gets super bland about sports He's an American broadcaster at ESPN. That's not going to go well. They're trying, though, man. Yeah, you got to try. Yeah, I, why, why wouldn't you do DC and Chael together? That'd be freaking amazing. Yeah, it'd be the best show of all time. Yeah. Now, nah, let's give these other guys a shot. I got one more that Gary showed us. This is insane. Can you speak about this real quick, Gary? Yeah, so this guy fought in a title fight at Karate Combat. He's a Russian guy. Um, he fought the entire fight and then ended up after the fight when they took him to do the medicals and stuff, he had a fractured skull. And so he had surgery. Fractured skull? Yeah. Kind of like the Michael Venom page. Um, oh, it was like, uh, was it a knee or something? Yeah, basically. I mean, it was just throughout the fight. Oh my God. That is terrible. It is insane. And the craziest part is that he wants to fight again very, very soon. <laughs> What a badass. Uh, so I assume he had swelling of the brain. Do we have the knockout? No, it was a knockout, and he won the fight. Oh, my God. It was a decision. Jesus They just Christ. found out later on that it's F Found out later on, yeah. after Holy this. fuck, God, man. Shout out to him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, there you go. But don't swipe if you're eating. Yep, that is really tough, dude. Good for him. Speed recovery, my man. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce that name, but already. Okay, we have some fights coming up. Makachev finally got an opponent. Nobody wants to fucking fight him, man. Yep. He is a nightmare. He has to be such a huge favorite. Decent card. My, I'm, I'm most Makachev's going to do work, but uh, I'm most excited to see our girl, Misha Tate. Misha, yeah. Stevens, that's a good fight. Hadolfo, I always love fighting, even though his guesting's awful. You know, not the best fight card. <laughs> not the best. Not the best fight card. But after a big UFC like that, you gotta you, you gotta have a little bit of a come down. Uh -huh. But I will definitely be watching because you got Misha Tate on there. Gotta hope she wins. She looks great too. Yeah. Uh, Makachev, what's what's his? Uh, Let's find him here. BSB there he is. Fucking minus what? Six twenty five. Yeah. He is a ma 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 monster. Misha's favorited. Oh yeah, minus one twenty five. That's yeah. cool, and that's going to be Mariano's retirement fight. Yeah, Mariano's she's she's falling on hard times. Yeah, hopefully yeah. Misha gets it done. Mm -hmm. It's a good fight. Shout out to Misha Tate. 
And then we got a Bellator 262. The dime of Bellator, Denise is fighting. There you go. Juliana uh, Velasquez. My boy Mitrione's fighting, and that is a uh, fight that they're running back. Tough fight for Mitrione. Cody Law, your boy Cody Law is a mm -hmm. fucking savage. Feel bad for Theodore. Makuka? Yeah, that's going to be a tough one for him. Uh, Cody Law is probably the most talented fighter on that card, and then uh, never mad when Denise fights. <laughs> and that's going to be on a Friday. I like Friday fights. Mm -hmm. I like the Thursday and Friday fights. I probably fights. miss a lot of it because I have shows at the HaHa ha in Los Angeles. First sets in LA. Oh, yeah. Finally, they're open. I've waited until they've gone completely back to normal. I refuse to do any sets at the Improv, the store, Laugh Factory, until everything's fully open, fully functioning, and the HaHa ha is fully back to normal. So that's why I'm doing my first sets there. Oh, yeah. And that's this Friday and Saturday. Chin, you coming? I'm seeing you on Friday. All right. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, some shows are sold out, so get tickets now if you want to see it. Uh, Chab and friends will be there. I think Eric Griffin will be there and some other special guests. Give me a fun night. Uh, they also got uh, Jamal Charlo. Jamel. Jamel, not Jamal. Jamel mm -hmm. Charlo fighting uh, Saturday night on Showtime. Super Welter title. Dope, man. Cool.